Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest now, Isaac Poole, Global CIO at Oriana Financial Services, sitting in my usual seat in the Singapore studio. Great to see you on our uh, on our Zoom there, Isaac. I uh, hope you're enjoying the Lion City. Let's start with what we're expecting from, of course, the inflation read and whether or not we've reached peak inflation. How do we trade that ahead of the Fed decision later this month too? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we, we have reached peak inflation. We've seen, uh, we've seen the numbers uh, get to... to re- multi-decade highs. Uh, they've come off last month. This month, we're likely to see headline num- uh, headline monthly inflation at negative. Uh, core is trending lower. And uh, and I think that's going to be the case over the rest of this year. That in no way is going to prevent the Fed from hiking most likely 75 basis points this month. It's in no way going to prevent them hiking again later this year. But, uh, but it does mean that we're getting to the end game for them and they're getting to their their close to their terminal rate where they're going to pause for a very long period of time and then give themselves some time to gauge where that trend is going for inflation. And what does it mean in terms of does the yield curve inversion get deeper? Is the dollar at its peak too? I don't think we're going to see the yield curve necessarily get more inverted. At the same time, I don't think we're going to see it steepen either. What what we tend to see at the uh, at the back end, back end of the rate hike cycle in the US is the Fed pause for a long period of time and for that inversion to persist uh, for quite some period of time. And what you want to keep an eye out is for a really big bull steepening for the, the two-year yield to fall dramatically because that will be indicating that, uh, that the market expects a recession. We're a long way away from that yet. So this inversion could persist for 12 months, maybe 14 or 15 or 18 months uh, before we get to that, uh, that steepening. We're seeing price pressures and, of course, global headwinds just really weigh into corporates as well. And that's reflected in the fact that HSBC is saying that they're going to have to materially increase pay. Goldman is looking at job cuts. How does this kind of factor into business thinking? Are we expecting to see more of the same as what we heard from Goldman? I think the short answer is yes. We've seen rates hiked dramatically, very, very quickly from low levels. And that is going to start to bite into economic growth. And, and I, I, the distinguishing uh, factor here or between consensus and, and what I think is, you know, is that going to cause recession? We think no, but it's certainly going to slow growth. It's going to slow growth back to somewhere around, but most likely a bit below trend for, for an extended period of time. And, and that is going to have an impact on corporates. They are going to see their earnings uh, slow. We don't think they'll slow as much as the market is expecting. But it will still be challenging over over 2023 for them. So, Isaac, Brian, talking there about President Xi Jinping's planned trip to Central Asia, is this a sign that normalcy is returning to China? And, and do we think see things pivot after the party congress? I, th- I think perhaps it's a very early sign that uh, that we're heading in the right, the right direction. But 
a pivot away from uh, zero COVID policies is going to be, I think, implemented cautiously and slowly. And, and maybe it begins with the internal borders reopening uh, and, and domestic travel restarting. And then over subsequent months, it, it might reopen uh, to the, the more international travel. But but, uh, but that's certainly not going to happen before the National Congress, and, and it's probably something for early 2024, uh, 2023. Sorry. We're getting the monthly data dump on Friday as well. I mean, you already think that China is in recession and has been for most of this year. How much kind of further weakness are you expecting to see, and, and when do we see that rebound based on, I guess, borders reopening here? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a pretty ugly year for, for the Chinese economy. It is what we would classify as a recession. Most of this year, it's been a recession. We're, we're probably getting closer to the end of that than the start of it, given that a recession you know, might last 9, 10, 11 months. We've been in it for about six months in China, and we are seeing more monetary policy support. There's more to come. There's probably more fiscal policy support. And then the necessary condition for a escape velocity for the Chinese economy is that rolling back of the zero COVID policy. So uh, probably prepare for some weak data ongoing over the next few months. And then uh, then at the back end of this year, early 2023, that, that's when you're really going to see the economy begin to pick up uh, and, and move out of this recession. And, and that, I think, is, is probably not priced into uh, Chinese equities yet. It's still quite a pessimistic outlook. Um, but but I think the market is waiting to see movement on that zero COVID policy. Open borders is one thing, though, but the property crisis still remains. Is the property sector a space you would still be cautious on? Very cautious. I, I don't think that there's a lot of willingness to, uh, to end this by uh, nationalising the property sector or really wading in there and, uh, and bailing out everybody. I think there will be targeted support, though. There's obviously... Uh, no real desire from from China to, to allow something that has been a driver of growth collapse, but uh, but this is going to be an issue that will resolve itself not over weeks, not over months, but but probably over years with growth just slowing compared to what we saw pre-pandemic, uh, never really returning to the levels of growth we we saw then, but not uh, at the same time being a cause for a collapse in the in the Chinese economy. The reopening theme was uh, very much in focus yesterday with Japan. These reports, they could uh, ease some of their travel curbs as early as next month. Does that reopening trade still have legs, especially when you look at the, the weakness of the yen? Yeah, yes, I think it does. Uh, I, I think when you look at the Japanese e- economy, that reopening will be important in, uh, in supporting the growth. You've got the yen, which is very, very weak, and that's, that's supportive. It's extremely competitive uh, for, its, uh, for its global exports. I, I think that the situation and, and the set of circumstances for the Japanese equity market are about as positive as it's been for some time, and, and there is some real upside support there when you look out over 2023. You are normally focused in Australia. You're saying that you don't see recession as the most likely outcome over the next 12 months when we look at a global picture. We already took the China picture and that could provide upside for Australian equities. Where are you looking and how did you read, I guess, that pivot from RBA Governor Lowe last week? I think that uh, that was an effort by the RBA to, to be as clear as they can to continue to regain their, regain their credibility and say, look, we only need to get to modest, modestly restrictive territory here and then we can hold for a long period of time. Uh, and that's a good pushback on on pricing for 360 plus as a terminal cash rate. I don't think it'll get anywhere near there. Uh, and and holding it for a long period of time will extend that economic cycle. So when you when you look at Aussie equities, there is some upside there. 
and and I think the places to be leaning towards are the ones that have been beaten down really hard pricing in recession, like consumer discretionary. There's potentially some upside in that area over the next right. uh, six to 12 months. Isaac, enjoy Singapore. Thanks for coming on. Isaac Poole, Global CIO at Oriana Financial Services with us in our Singapore studio here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.